Hello and welcome to Backpage Pass with Mark Harper and Luke Duffy and myself, John O'Donnell. Come September, this will be a weekly podcast about football, but for now though, we're just hitting you up with a preview of the podcast by reviewing the Premier League season that has just finished. It, like It's a preview with a review. It's kind of like, I think the kids call it meta or whatever. Uh, is it the past? Is it the future? I don't even know what tense it is. And speaking of tense, let's kick off by talking about the last day of the season and how the, the title race wound up finishing itself up. How amazing was that last 90 minutes of football in the Premier League? Well, it's it's hard to think of um, a season that has ended as spectacularly as that. You'd have to go back to 95 when United um, threw it away at West Ham. Um, it's it's I can't remember having so many teams. You know, there's four teams, five teams that have actually had a, an impact on where the title's gone on the last day, those being QPR, City, United, Sunderland. And Bolton, even Stoke as well. Yeah. And then you both ends of the league as well. It was the, mm. the relegation was happening at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you, you couldn't take your eye off. It's about six different screens that day, you know. So uh, incredible. Yeah. I was in work myself actually, and um, I had you know one of the apps on my phone or whatever, and I remember looking at it, thinking to myself because I, I I couldn't see the game, and I thought to myself, I was with a few of the lads, and we were sitting around, and we thought City have to score now two goals and whatever for this to happen, and it's never going to happen. And then when that second flash came up, like one guy was was a City fan, and I when I say he did a lap around <laughs> the the staff room, he did a lap around the staff room. But it was an incredible day. But I think what was what was really it was hard to take was I didn't know who I wanted to win and who I wanted to lose. As an Arsenal fan, I didn't know which was worse: United fans bragging again or City fans bragging for the first time. It was a, it was a lose 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 situation. I thought. Yeah, and I didn't want QPR to stay up. Either. I wanted Bolton to stay up, and I wanted City to lose because they pretty much against everything I believe in with football. Mm. But uh, I was just like, I was still jumping up and down. Yeah, of course, I think everybody was. Um, but where did right a lot? Where did Ferguson go wrong, really, throughout the season to lead it to a point where they they lost on goal difference? I would say that this is one of one of the worst Man United teams I've ever seen. Well, they still had like a record number of points and. Yeah. They only lost on goal difference. Yeah, what about you, Mike? Do you think it's one of the worst United teams you've ever seen? Well, so I went to two games this season. One was the A2 against Arsenal. Thanks, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just okay. Just to illustrate the point, I, yeah, yeah, I, of being there on that day, um, there was just such uh, energy in the crowd, such excitement about this team. Uh, Clever, Cleverly and Anderson were the centre midfield partnership, and there was a lot hope for these guys I think Heavily actually is a great player I know yeah, it's, 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 it's very unfortunate yeah. uh, with the, the injury that remains to be seen how he goes next season but uh, as the season went on um, injuries got picked up and there's just especially after we went out of the Champions League there was a there was a, a lot of negativity around the club we lost bad games to Blackburn and then Newcastle and then the second game um, I went to was the 4-4 the Everton one yeah that was where I felt they lost it yeah, was just yeah. walking out of the ground that day we were still three points ahead, but it was may as well have been nothing. Really? Yeah, yeah there was, it was kind of that. You know, we had an eight-point lead, and it's down to three, and we have to go to their place with no confidence. They've all the momentum. We, we there was a real sense that we threw it away that day. Um, you know, it's it's hard to see where they're going to come back from this because the momentum seems to be. You know, Chelsea have the Champions League. Yeah. And see how well, what I always find is when when you try to sign a player, like particularly a younger player. I know if I was a young player, I'd be sold on the idea of working for Alex Ferguson because he's arguably the best manager in the world. But because he's not going to be there much longer, I don't know if. Of course, Manchester United has that pull. It's, it has a name. It's an unbelievable club, and who wouldn't? There's very few clubs that you would would go to before you go to Manchester United. But I just feel 
I don't know who can replace him. I know he's irreplaceable in my opinion. Yeah. And it'll uh, it'll be tough. So I think that for young players, did like the Hazard for example turned them down, and I I was full on certain. Well, I wasn't certain, but I thought he he, he may definitely go there. Same with other players. Well, uh, I think it's more accurate to say that Chelsea got stuck with Hazard from. You think so? Yeah. Well, looking at this guy for the last few few weeks the first thing was I've decided I'm going to Manchester will it be red oh, will it be spores a few months yeah, yeah. and Arsenal I think even at one point will think well, I, well. you know, it must be just the agent is saying hang on hang on wait there might be more money, more money. Com- coming from somewhere else whereas if, you, if you're not attracted to the idea of going and playing every second week in front of 76,000 then there, there's something wrong with you mm. because well, what's the difference really between he's going to get a hundred odd grand and versus what he got was probably 100. They're European champions. You've got that in the mix. Yeah, but they also finished sixth. I mean, there's huge, <laughs> huge amount of players are going to go out of Chelsea. Have already gone out of Chelsea. So yeah, that first season is probably they don't even have a proper manager yet. That's a good point, though. Um, and we'll know, talk more about Chelsea in the next part. But I was looking at the the uh, I was writing all season about the two teams and I kind of wrote both sides off at various points and I felt a bit stupid doing it. Yeah, but you at could one do point I called Man City hopeless second besters because. When Tevez came back, it was like, right, Tevez is going to, they're going to come second because they can't come back from eight points mm-hmm. with how many, six or seven games left or whatever it was. And I was just like, that's, you know, it had another thing where I was going, well, the Glazers have ruined the club like six weeks before that. And you just, just both teams just seemed to be throwing it away despite yeah. winning every match. It was weird. But um, uh, where I thought City could have won it more outright if they just hadn't messed around with Tevez and the whole, where that's where Mancini went wrong. Mm-hmm. But uh, where, where did where did they what did they get right in the end? I think that in one player who epitomises the club and one of my favourite players. I mean, I don't like Manchester City because they've taken all of Arsenal's talent over the last number of years, and that's a, the particular sore point that I'm sure I'll talk about another time. But I think Vincent Kompany is an unbelievable football player, and you can tell by his interviews and the way he carries himself that he's the sort of person you want to symbolise the club. If Mario Balotelli is all that is wrong with football, and I do like Mario Balotelli, and I think he, he, you know, he's talented, I think Vincent Kompany is all that is right with football, personally. I think to build your team around that is is fantastic. I think he's a brilliant, brilliant player. Well, champions do need that kind of glue that holds the team together. Mm. A Vidic, somebody like that. Yeah, exactly. You know, Patrick Vieira, going yeah. back with, with Arsenal. Roy Keane as well. I mean, you, um, again. you need these kind of players that are going to hold it, hold it together. What did City get right? Well, I, I think the... You know, both teams seemed to throw it away, and both t- teams did very well um, at different stages of the season to hang on in there when the other team could have ran too far ahead. Um, and I think what happened is basically City and United they ran out of games, and City and when they does settle were just, I mean, eight goal difference on top, mm-hmm. yeah. nothing. Um, but so Balotelli got thirteen goals, and Jekyll got a good few goals, and Tevez got a good few goals. Aguero as well, of course. Aguero got what was it, nineteen, 20? something like that, yeah. Like, um, but it seemed to me after the African Cup of Nations, Silva was out of steam. It wasn't really till Tevez came back and put the legs back in the front line mm-hmm. that they really got back on track. But um, what are they gonna do next season when Tevez is? It, it will probably go, and then Jekyll. They're trying to get rid of Jekyll. Jekyll doesn't want to go. I think the problem with getting rid of Jekyll, first of all, is who takes on his wages because he makes a lot of money, I'm sure, and he'd have to take a wage cut no matter where he goes. Like I think he's linked to Munich and stuff like that. And I think again, he's a great striker. They've got too many great strikers. I think Adebayor is still a City player at the moment. I know he's probably going to end up at Tottenham, but just the amount of strikers they have is silly. But I think even without Tevez, they'll be fine. Personally, I don't know about you, Mark. Um, I think he's going to stay. I think Tevez will stay. Uh, I think Balotelli will stay. Um, wages is one thing. 
who's going to be crazy enough to these these are these are two big risk players. Um, seen it at United, seen it at City with Tevez, um, that he just he's there for a couple of years, and then all of a sudden wants something else, wants something else, and he's um he's a distraction in the dressing room. I think you'll end up seeing a lot of speculation about these guys, but they will stay because it's going to take big money offers, and there aren't that many clubs. If you look around, not even a Barcelona or Real Madrid that are going to take these guys on because there just isn't that going kind to of Manchester City money around the place around, yeah. anywhere. Besides um, Chelsea, but they look well, like they've spent their money already. Yeah, they look. I mean, they're looking at Hulk. I think was a thirty million big one mm -hmm. in there. They've already brought in three players in his position, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, but who, where, where are we going forward? Who do you think United? United pretty much nailed on to get Kagawa at this stage. But beyond that, who? Well, well, the, the worrying thing about uh, United is, it, and a lot of United fans are looking for a statement signing, uh, and have been for a couple of summers. Um, but the last one has been Berbatov, and that I believe that from minute one that was a mistake they should have really gone for Tevez like it was either yeah. Tevez or mm. but like Ferguson's thinking at, at that time I believe was that we already have Tevez spending this when you spend that money on a player you want the added boost to the squad of this player coming in which you wouldn't have got from having Tevez because he was already there so he, want, he wanted to bring in Berghoff for the boost um, but going forward um, in terms of Kagawa could be a good boy but I don't think he's the excitement generating signing that United fans would be looking for. And it is worrying that we lose out on Hazard this summer. Last summer, it was players like Nasri, um, it was Sanchez from Barcelona. Um, we've lost in Benzema um, summer before that, I think. I think they need a new centre midfielder. Like that. Yeah. I think that's a position that they certainly need to fill. Like I would go so far as to say that Newcastle maybe easy. I think Newcastle's midfield partnership is Chote, Ben Arfa and Kabai on any given day I think they're three personally very very good players Tottenham mm. as well I mean we can talk about other teams I'm, I'm sure we will but I think Manchester United need a centre midfielder and I like Tom Cleverley and I think he could be the answer yeah. for sure but you I just think fit, that you need yeah. to prove that because well, at the start of the season they were playing the best football yeah. around the time of the charity shield the way it was just you would have Cleverly was making a move in and then Welbeck and Rooney were dropping off and you got the wingers coming in mm -hmm. and it was just six players just attacking the box and you just yeah. need a back flicks and whatever and just and I'm the glad ball actually would end up in the net. That Antonio Valencia started to get the credit I think he's deserved for a long, long time. I personally am a big fan of Antonio Valencia. He's been great since he was at Wigan. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've always been personally been a fan of Antonio Valencia. But inter interesting enough, the Snyder was another one we missed out on. Yeah. And Snyder, I believe, could be got a lot cheaper if we went from He's had a poor season. Yeah, they finished seventh, I think. Yeah, they have to sell him as well if they're gonna. They need so if they're gonna bring anybody in. They need to get rid of him. I wonder has Ferguson got the hump about losing him last summer, or he go from again? Well, um, his wages will still be a problem. That you're not necessarily like you, that's why they missed out on Hazard. They wouldn't pay his hundred grand a week or whatever. It was. I know, but you, you Snyder can look at him and say, "Do I want to play Champions League football? Do I want to play in front of seventy six? You're not getting a bad wage, you know. Yeah. You know yeah. how much are you really losing out on? Is my argument. It's what I think they need more of though is it more defensive midfielder someone to replace Skulls when Skulls yeah he's, he's signed off for so another year but he yeah he'll play he won't play every game but I tell you he's a great player to bring in off like fifty minutes to go in a game Paul Skulls is the type of player I like experience so you like to have on the bench to come on well more importantly from, from you know United fan point of view is his influence same as gigs mm -hmm. around day, day day to day yeah. Um, that's a big thing to have him around. Well, he was stay. He stayed on as a coach. So he did, yeah. Like but but like to know that he's kind of like a security blanket in a way. You know, when times are tough, he'll, he'll come on and he'll keep the ball. Yeah. And when it's going, um, it's going bad. What about City? Like they can pretty much buy anybody. Financial fair play kind of isn't as much of a worry now that they've won the league and they have all this prize money coming in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So, who who do you think they'll go for? Where, where do they need to spend it? I don't think they really need to, but uh, I don't know if Mark, do you want to take that one first? I don't know if they need one player who would be every single day. You're seeing somebody yeah. somebody different yeah. from a different country. You probably will find that they'll they'll bring in two or three guys, and I wouldn't be surprised if you saw more going out of city than coming in. Mm. Um, they do need another. They need to clear out every year to get rid of. Yeah, yeah, I mean, turnover, yeah. People like James Milner, um, Adam Johnson. These guys are not going to sit in the bench and just go. Ma- Manchester City. I'll just collect. But they need. So the problem is they need to keep English players at the club though, because the squad regulations need to be at least eight players. I know, but they yeah, need, but Aston they need found to a way around that though, because uh, if you're. If you're if there the age of yeah. 14 or something like that, you're counted as English. I mean, Arsenal don't have many English players at all. I mean, it's well documented. But well, they have a lot now. They have, you know, they have, I think they have more in the England squad than I read this the other day. They're, they have, like, I mean, they've got Oxley Chamberlain, Walcott. Uh, Kieran Gibbs arguably could have been there. He hasn't. Wilshire would have been there. That's more English players than they've had in years. Well, I think City needs to try and work the players into the first team. Um, you know, Milner wouldn't be considered a, a first name on the team sheet, not with Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, and they only really have Hart, Lescott, Barry. Barry as well, yeah. But um, maybe get a youth system in place. <laughs> they're they're <laughs> they, apparently they saying they're going to spend big money. They, well, they're they're huge money spent, yeah. and it's massive um, construction job on their new training ground they'll, and youth facility. They just do what Chelsea did and just never play any of the players and just yeah. keep going out and spending sixty million every summer. But um, I think they need a centre half to go with company to be a top top team because Lescott is good, but he's not. Yeah, he's good at having great, I suppose. Yeah, and then. Where else? You could probably replace Barry. The rest yeah. of the team is pretty much picks itself. True. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so that was part one. We're going to have some tea and a segment of Origin now, and then we'll bring you part two in just a second. And we're back. Part two. European slots. Arsenal. Talk. Okay, I will talk. Um... In terms of how the season went, I think if you'd asked me after the A2 defeat, and interestingly, I put €50 Euro bet on with six different people, all Liverpool fans, I might add, at, after that A2 game, I believe we were behind Liverpool, and we were certainly we were struggling. I put €50 Euro bets on with all of them that we'd finish above Liverpool. didn't matter where on the table, just that we'd finish above Liverpool, and they all laughed at me at the time. <laughs> and I, so far, I've made like 200 quid this month, and uh, <laughs> I always I, people say it's blind faith, and part of it was... But that United team, oh sorry, that Arsenal team that got hammered by United, thoroughly deserved to be hammered by United, that but they had a lot of injuries. That wasn't the team. That wasn't the team, Jenkinson, yeah. Jenkinson, Coquelin, they were both yeah. good players, but you, yeah, you kind of have team. one or the other. And I, like, again, I mean, that, that was a, a tough one to swallow, and all the slaggings that came away were deserved. But if you'd said to me at that after that day we would finish third, I, I probably would have laughed in your face. But at the start, of, yeah, this was going to say, at the start of the season, Tord was the best they could have hoped for, really. Yeah. When you look at the United squad and the City Yeah, to squad. think that we finished above Chelsea, who spent all that money, Spurs, who, who spent considerable amounts of money, and they were 12 points ahead of us in February, to think that we finished above Spurs, Chelsea, Liverpool even, I mean, it, it's impressive, I think, in itself. And people say we're a one-man team, and, and for sure there are. I mean, Van per- if Van Persie wasn't there, I'd dread to think where we'd finish. And I do believe he'll stay on one more year, but the fact that we were able to secure Champions League football Again, for this, this 16th year now in a row, and not have to qualify either. It was uh, it, it could be deemed a successful season despite the many, many blips. And what do you think uh, going ahead with transfers? Because Wenger seems to be doing the exact opposite of what he did last year. He's yeah. getting his business done early. They're I looking for, well, they, they've already got Podolski and they're looking at Mbia. Mm, Mbia, I can't say his name either. <laughs> uh, I think Mbia is, uh, is a, a really good player. I actually am a massive fan of Alex Song. I wouldn't trade him for nearly anyone. The best defensive pivot in the league. Possibly, but I mean all of his passes this year as well. I think he's just I just really like him. He's a player I wouldn't trade him for nearly anyone. 
Because um, he allows Vermalen to go forward. He yeah. goes in as a fullback or as a centre half, but then he also gets forward. He had like eight or nine assists. Yeah, I mean, crazy uh, like that. Two, two of Van Persie's great goals this year is two volleys, uh, Henri's memorable goal. I mean, he assisted on all of them. I think Podolski might be a flop. I'm a little bit apprehensive yeah, about him. He flopped at Munich. left wing thing right, because Jovino's bad. Arshavin had a flash yeah. and then went off. Walcott's had flashes for years now. I, I like Walcott. Walcott actually had really good... Um, stats. He, he got a lot of assists and he mm. got a lot of goals for a winger. Yeah, I like Oxide Chamberlain. I, yeah. I also think Van Persie brings out the best in Walker. Um, yeah, Van Persie seems to like having the two yeah. bad either side. And I do believe Van Persie may stay around for one more year. I, I think they stay beyond because if they do well next season, if they win a cup, <laughs> yeah. I think that's the thing. Just yeah. win something. What, what would you think looking in then to a club like Arsenal? Because um, obviously I'm, I well, try not to be biased, but it's hard, of course. It, it, looked, it looked for a long time um, Wenger was gone. It really, mm. really did. And what surprised me was the amount of fans who wanted him to go. I would certainly didn't want him to go at any point. You can understand because fans panic. They just mm. wanted to be the good times again. Uh, after that, a two, there was a few dodgy results around. Oh there. God, yeah. The Spurs beat you um, in their place. Yeah. Around that time as well, it looked like he was going to go, but he weathered the storm, and not a lot of people saw that happening. No. And the big moment for Arsenal this season was when being two down at home, to Spurs, to Spurs and yeah. winning that match. That was that was huge. Um, and that propelled Arsenal one way, and it sent. They, they were, I think, they were a form team then. They yeah. got eighteen points over the next six games, or maybe it was close to. And it's it sent Tottenham going the the opposite direction, and as we saw at the end of the season, okay, there wasn't much in it, but Arsenal third, Spurs fourth, Spurs playing Europa League football, and that's how important thing you know it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, as for Podolski, I think at least he's going for it. He's yeah. going for somebody who's going to make yeah. a difference. If it's it works out, goals as well. if it works out, great. If it doesn't work out. You know he's taking a calculator risk on a. I think he's he's supposed to be a tough or a, a risky guy in the dressing room really, from what yeah, I hear. I um, but um, he's going for. I think he's doing the right thing because they've kind of gone for same as the United a bit. They're not the big name player in the last. Yeah, there seems few to summer. be a limit. Like United, it's only over twenty million, and now well, Arsenal's only over five million. Or yeah. something. <laughs> it's, it's closer <laughs> to fifteen, even. but it's weird. Um, well, but the, yeah, like Chamberlain's what seventeen million or something. Chamberlain. Yeah. No, he was nowhere near that. Sure. I'm not 100 percent sure, but maybe he could rise to that amount yeah, in okay. time. But anyway, they they've kind of it seems like they realise that you know you can't wait around forever. You got to bring in the guys that are going to do the damage yeah. and get your get your medals. If if you looked at it in an ideal world, if you had Van Persie, Podolski on the bench or starting, a fit Wilshire, a fully realised potential Chamberlain, Walcott, a good Jovino, there's a lot of potential in the team. But and I I worry for Jack Wilshire. I have to say, you know, not that many players miss an entire season. Yeah. Get a knee injury after mi- a new, brand new knee injury. Mm-hmm. Get surgery on that. Well, that was and only a small injury. Well, yeah, well, so so was the ankle injury. That was only he was supposed to be back uh, September first yeah. of all, and then it was Christmas. Then it was and April. I think it's a case of they're trying to make sure it's absolutely hundred percent right though, because Fabregas had those injuries early on, and he would always miss he, he, large parts he, of the he, season. He, say if he does come back next season, I presume on his rehab, he's only starting rehab now. He's he's. Probably going to miss preseason, mm. so he's going to come back in if he's fit around August September. He's going to be playing catch up. Well, automatically. Was talking, wasn't there talking still playing in the Olympics? I, yeah. I hope he doesn't personally. But no, I don't. I wouldn't. Uh, there is talk of him definitely, mm. but I think that would be a bad move. Arsenal have such bad. Sorry, I know we finished national. Arsenal just have such bad. Look, well, not bad looking to come to injuries. I think they do something. People say this to me all the time. Is there something wrong on the training yeah. ground or something? Because they've got such horrible. There has to be something. Yeah. Because like he, he went from a fracture in his ankle. To a broken ankle, to a knee problem. Yeah, and no, just keeps sticking things up. We're going to move on to Chelsea now, who 
qualify for the Champions League by winning the Champions mm-hmm. League. Um, Arguably the worst team to ever win the Champions League? I think uh, so. No. I think Port- so. Porto. I mean, since 1993. Since it became the Champions Porto League. Porto were one of the. Uh, Porto yeah. came to. Uh, Stella anyway. Bucharest. Uh, no, but no, since it became the Champions League in 1993. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. But they. As we said earlier, they've gone on a, a massive offensive on the transfer front without even having a manager. But when you look at their front four next season, it's going to be probably Fernando Torres. Behind him, you'll have Hazard, Mata, and who else have they got? Marco Marin. And yeah. then on the bench, they'll have Mark De Bruyne and Lukaku. Lukaku yeah. mm-hmm. So just that front four or front six, it's whatever fighting. it is, there's, it's, it's so much firepower. Yeah. But I think that the signing of Hazard and Marion means they're not going to keep the Mateo on because his he had the old kick and rush get it up the Drogba thing which won't work with yeah. those players well Lukaku get in maybe for a few years he's, he's very similar build to Drogba I know he's only 18 though 19 so maybe in a few years and I think he's a, he's a player I'd rate highly enough and again he's only young but he's he's a similar to Drogba player as you're going to get I think I, I cannot see um, Di Matteo staying there I could be wrong yeah, no, I but I mean this guy has just won the Champions League are they not a bit worried that another club maybe even Liverpool happens right they didn't make the move are going to go why not come and coach us well I think he's not. I don't think the, he's contracted the there the press they got in winning the Champions League like the reputation Chelsea's reputation is damaged like like Luke just said it's the worst team to win the Champions League in so long. Of course, that's just my opinion. Abra- Abraham Abrahamovic <laughs> <laughs> is just going to be like, look, I can't have people saying this about my club that I own. We have to get into it. Like Isak Mourinho for not playing good enough football. Mm-hmm. And Real Madrid, what, 100 points this year? Silly amounts of goals, 120 something goals. Crazy yeah. like that. How, like, I can't see him wanting to keep the Mateo on at all. Well, I have to disagree there. I, mean, I can't see him being anything other than delighted it's why they brought the club they went to Bayern Munich's home patch and took the trophy from them mm-hmm. who cares if it, I know but he's not going to do that next year no I know but I, I'm just saying um, you know I wouldn't say he was upset by Chelsea's reputation oh, no, I'm not saying that. 10 years time no one's going to give it two hoots I think they will <laughs> uh, well I mean United in the new Camp in 99 were outplayed for long periods against Bayern Munich but it was also the semi-final against Barcelona and the whole way back you just hear everybody saying they're so defensive and we can't stand this and well Barcelona they did, so they did what they needed to do to, to get through I admire them for the way two all draw and they beat Barcelona they didn't lose to them once already. they did actually win on aggregate dollars. Yeah. so I mean you know United played against um, Barcelona Wembley tried to play open football for some of that game lost 3-1 would have been a lot more than that so you have to play smart football sometimes and the other big thing at Chelsea is the older players who are moving on like Drogba is moving on to Shanghai probably mm-hmm. and then Terry's legs are going a bit I think Ashley Cole still has a few more good years yeah. but Lampard as we mentioned those three players are in his position now mm-hmm. so he's going to have to either play deeper which he's had a problem with for 10 yeah. years Man, every manager has been trying to get him to play deeper he just won't not he's not it. having it um, is that the end of him? Poss- possibly um Unless he's willing to do what Skulls or Giggs are going to do and sort of become more of a mentor there and, and come on when needed. Well, he had that problem with um, AVB, who, who was trying to get him. Who, yeah. like he, he was still playing under Andre Villas-Boas, but he was still kicking up a fuss over not yeah, playing enough. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's actually quite a common uh, misconception about uh, Villas-Boas, is that he didn't play. He played all of them. They all yeah, played. They all, yeah. Especially in the big games, they all played. It was just his system they didn't like. Yeah. But they didn't like him as a person, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. Chelsea, I think, played 60 games this season. That's a lot of games. You know, Lampard can still play 30, 
30 games from the starting role and come in for another 10 say mm. um, you know there's plenty of games for you know squad rotation so I don't I wouldn't say he's finished mm. by any stretch of the imagination there let's talk about Spurs now they must be heartbroken yeah delighted they played arguably the best football for large parts of the season and they have a, a really really solid team and the fact that they're even being mentioned with top quality players now is I mean Jan Vertonghen right who's not overly you know, he's a good player. He's a good defensive player, and if Arsenal again signed him, I'd be happy. Or United, if United signed him, would you be happy? Um, well, I st- still hold out hope that what we we got there will Im- will improve. We have a huge amount of defensive options. Yeah, if they're fit, I don't think we need another. Yeah, well, I mean, let's just say for argument's sake, he was. Signed. If he was in the team, I wouldn't be. Complaining. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for him to say I want to sign for Spurs, I mean, he did say unless they if they need to hurry up, or I'm gonna I'm gonna look yeah. elsewhere. But even to be linked with, I mean, he's linked with other big clubs. I mean, I think they're moving in the right direction for sure. And yet, they still need some kind of striker. There's been talk of either Remy or Adebayor. Because Adebayor is on 200 grand a week. Yeah. See, this is the problem I, I think with Dzeko as well. It's just the wages that they get there. How can you How can you move on from that? I'd always worry about that. Well, if, if I was a professional. Yeah, if, if I was a professional. I wouldn't go to Man City. You get a lot of managers are actually refusing these big jobs now because they they know it'll ruin them, like it did with ABB. But um, they played some of the best football. Yeah, definitely. Especially coming up to Christmas when they had the two wide men before Bale started getting a licence to move inside before Van der Vaart. They had this thing where they were playing Van der Vaart on the right and Sandro was kind of on the right too and it just didn't make any sense. But um, next, Newcastle. Um, I follow Newcastle. That was yeah, a great we'll season. Let, we'll let you start with that. Um, possibly, you were saying earlier, the best central midfield with uh, with Kaboy. In the Kaboy. entire Premier League is probably a stretch of course but on their day, I mean, they think they're fantastic to watch. They're a great team. They've but come from where they've been to where they are now. And it's all the players were like five million, except for Cisse was like nine. You'll take that though, I think, considering his goal return. I did spend the whole season, the first half of the season. Everybody was saying, "Ah, oh, Devin Bay, he's great, isn't he?" And I was like, "I'd still swap him back for Carroll." But Cisse, there's a player like a goal a game for, for mm-hmm. the second half. And of that goal against Chelsea for me it was arguably goal of the season. Oh well, between that and Crouch. Yeah, that and Crouch. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what it will be. You know, but um, the, thing, the worry for Newcastle is, you know, obviously, um, it's, it's Graham Carr. Is this guy out there? It's done a great job with the with the with the, the players he's brought in, but you know, big sharks are swarming. Yeah, yeah, yeah that is. But this start. is it. We can charge big money now. This is what we did uh, with Carroll. Absolutely, but um, and you've got you know, um, Ashley has got the the club in order, or so it seems from the outside, and fair play to him. But you know, that conveyor belt of Kabais and Teotes and Cisses and Vaz is gonna. Surely has to. It has to run out. Yeah, because well, no, everybody's is looking for the same talent pool as Newcastle are looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if Newcastle f- slid a few p- places down the table next I season. I can imagine that as well. But it it all kind of depends on for me Ben Arfa, who was there, who made things happen more than anybody else. And I think if he has a good season, if he stays, first of all, if he mm-hmm. has a good European Championships, he could move on straight away. But if he stays for the year. I'd look to be cashing in on him at the end of that season. Think so, yeah. I, he's well, one of those players who looks like he's just going to burn out. I, I think he owes Newcastle another good season yeah. after the leg break. That's what I was going to say. He has been very loyal, you did say. Yeah. I'm hanging around. Um, real quick, Liverpool. Uh, it was a disaster, wasn't it? It was. I, mean, I don't want to rub it in, but I will. No, I'm messing. It, it, was a, it was a fairly disastrous campaign. But it wasn't that close from being a good campaign. They were. Yeah. They hit the bar record number one. Yeah. But I mean, if you look at that FA Cup alone, Two trophies, you know. If any Carroll's that got clear, header clear, clear off the line, 
they got get that it's two all momentum's there it's going into extra time who knows could have won the FA Cup two trophies but would you and take the FA Cup and the Carling Cup over finishing and, we, and finish uh, FA Cup Carling Cup and Champions League that's not a bad season in but they were considering the Champions League they I know I know but I'm just saying for my for myself yeah. with Man United like Liverpool weren't weren't, weren't going to finish the Champions League anyway so two. I think their problem started two seasons ago when they didn't qualify for the Champions League because yeah. when your wage structure is that high you need to be in the Champions League and they've even spent more money again so they're going to struggle with financial fair play if they don't get into if they don't do well in Europe that's my again. concern with Arsenal going forward as well if they don't for whatever reason qualify for the Champions League which could happen next season depending on how, how teams play where well do you Arsenal have a very tight I know, wage cap but the so top, they know the top of blowing that out of the water for Van Persie though which was supposed to time it's just Van Persie though he'll have to think like uh, Van Persie Walcott and then keep it down because they don't make as you, we you rate Walcott well, well, very highly don't you I really like him he makes goals like remember I remember Bentner got a load of goals one season and they were all just tap-ins because Walcott. Walcott was beating yeah, full fullbacks and putting it across but the other thing about um, Liverpool that actually shocks me in a lot of ways is Liverpool is a huge club still a huge club huge the club manager they, I don't know why they brought Kenny Cunningham in they've just made no Kenny sense Cunningham. or Kenny <laughs> I, 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 wish. Make, I always make this mistake Kenny Daglish <laughs> He was just, he's, he's too far back. And even though he had Clark making a lot of, the in, in the first half season where he was there, Clark was making all the tactical decisions. And then that just seemed to fade mm. throughout his... And what about Brandon Rodgers then? I think he's made a mistake as well. I think he would have been better off bringing Swansea up or going to a mid-level club. Like if he went to Everton, for example, he could get Everton in the Champions League. Think so? I, yeah, I think he'll struggle. He's going to have the Gerrard problem where Gerrard wants to play in centre midfield. And Rogers' thing is about short passing, and Gerard doesn't really do short passes. Gerard tries to hit hail marys the whole time. But the you know the, it surprised me because why there hasn't been the big manager been linked with it? Um, not like not you know a little bit bigger than taking a punt on Rogers. I was thinking why didn't they go for Demon Hale? Because yeah. as, as you said, yourself, that would have been actually pretty good. They kick the kick the kick and rush. Yeah. Andy Carroll's up there. There's a man that can galvanize the dressing room. Why didn't they go for him? Yeah, I don't see. Um, Is he the next Roy Hodgson, Brendan Rodgers? Because I, I, they will turn. You know, they will turn on you like they like they did on um, on on Roy Hodgson. On, on Roy Hodgson. Great. He, he didn't do that bad. He came in at a bad time to exactly. come to, to yeah. come to that club, and they gave him didn't give him a chance at all. And that was that was partly because Daglish was in the background, yeah. so it was very easy to sing for Daglish. But I think King of Run this year. <laughs> but I think these um, these Boston guys. Um, I've, I've really shown their colours. Yeah. This this. This seems these, to be a thing with American ownership. It's just these these guys are ruthless. Dragging yeah. Daglish to Boston. To you know to, to sack him. Bringing yeah. Martinez over to no higher up. Yeah, I mean these guys. They seemed nice in, in the in the. At the beginning. In, in at the on the interviews, but it's yeah. they seem ruthless now. Changed their spots. Well, that was part two. I'm gonna play some music now, and uh, we'll have part three for you in a second. Welcome to part three where we'll be discussing the relegation fight and in time honoured tradition we'll go first is the worst so uh, Wolves they pretty much published a handbook on how not to handle the relegation battle this year didn't they? Yeah it was pretty bad at no point this year did I ever did I ever believe that uh, they weren't going down I think they, they posted some good results here and there but especially after Mick McCarthy left to me I mean that was that was it he left at such a bad time. But I like people criticised him for what happened, the way they treated McCarthy, which was pretty shabby. 
Mm-hmm. Also, not having somebody lined up, they shot themselves in the foot. But he was always saying, oh, well, we performed well, we just didn't get the result. And I was looking at him, you didn't perform well. Yeah. What are you talking about, you performed well? You had, a, you had a bit of possession, you had a few shots on goal, but they never really, they had a stretch of about four or five games where they looked okay. Yeah. I don't think they ever did anything to make them look like a proper team. I, I think even the most surprising thing about Wolves is if you look at that squad, there are decent players in it. Um, Fletcher in particular, I've always had a, a time for him because his goals per minutes on the pitch record um, is pretty good. But Doyle, I think, let them down badly. Doyle yeah. is asked to do a weird job. It's like it's like with Ireland, is just run around. But <laughs> Maybe see the ball occasionally. They, yeah, they never create anything for him. He's never on the end. Yeah. So Fletcher... Fox in the box. I'm gonna throw that out there. I don't like that kind of saying. <laughs> he uh, he he kind of got scraps, scrappy goals. That Doyle. That's not Doyle's style, really. But to having those two were the best players. But, but even players like Jarvis as well. They've they've got guys like that that can that can do a job. I think Jarvis is a bit lazy as well. It's, it's the wingers are talented but not consistent, and they yeah. don't track back. And well, if, or if they're asked to track back, that's all they do is track back. They don't. Well, quite obviously, they haven't played to their potential. Uh, you know, you don't finish bottom, bottom yeah, exactly. by fluke. Mm. Um, but I think the McCarthy thing, because they their their best performances they come in the first few months of the season. I think I'm right in saying that. Mm. Um, McCarthy, you know, they may as well have just started playing championship football after they sacked him because there was no way back from that. Um, nothing, no problem with um, Terry Connor. Terry Connor. Uh, but he was never the man that was going to galvanise. It always looks so. It always looks so bad. You, you can always tell after you watch them, uh, whatever it may be, a uh, match a day or whatever. And you always watch their press you know, when they're talking at the end of a match. And you just knew looking at them, like you just he didn't want to be. You never, there, you never looked. Yeah, it just always looked well, so. He, he wasn't even fourth or fifth choice. You know, yeah. right? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You just landed with it. They were kind of struggling, I think, because their two players were strikers, two centre forwards who want to play centre forward and. As a bottom half club, you can really only play one up front in the Premiership these days. So that's I think they were never gonna once they were set up like that. If they invested the Fletcher money in somebody else or let or sold Doyle and spent that money on somebody else, they might have had a chance. And wasn't wasn't there problems as well with um, Roger Johnson showed up for training um, drunk? Yeah, yeah, that was. Um, you know, you just can't you can't um, be putting up with that stuff when you're in a, when you're in a dog fight like that. Um, so they had a lot go against them. Yeah. and Blackburn were the next to go down I'm pretty glad about that I didn't like the way I don't like Sam Allardyce at all but I thought the way they treated him was horrible Yeah, we've all seen the video of uh, Steve Keane on the internet cursing and slagging Sam Allardyce which was funny calling him a crook I think he called yeah, him so. it's pretty much the only thing I like about Steve Keane that I've ever <laughs> yeah. seen him do he looks like a struggling car salesman he's, such a, <laughs> he's so a little bit sweaty yeah that's it the ball head and the, the shifty hands he's always looked he's never looked apart to me and they, they claim that he he found uh, Phil, Phil Jones was, you know. But there is there is something wrong with Blackburn. There's something deep rooted there. Something from ownership right the way down to, yeah. to Steve Keane. Because any other chairman would have, if not moved Steve Keane in back into a kind of a youth setup or a backroom team setup, they'd have sacked him and brought in somebody else. Um, but the the relegation was actually quite mirrored the. The title race, in a way, I felt this season that a lot of teams seemed like they were safe, and then they got dragged yeah, back into. Even Aston Villa, Aston Villa were. And Aston Villa came, uh, were dragged into it as well, and it seemed like teams were throwing it, throwing it away when they had it, yeah. and then out of nowhere, one team took it, being Wigan, got the momentum at the end, Absolutely, and, and yeah. went over, the, went over the line. 
And uh, Bolton, I'm a big fan of Owen Coyle. I just like him as a guy. I would be as well. But um, and his football is generally pretty good. They were missing their two best players pretty much the whole season. Those two players injured, played one or two games each. Stuart Holden and <laughs> Lee Kim. Yeah, Lee Kim. Yeah, Lee Kim. He's a good player, is Lee. Yeah. Uh, Lee, yeah, we'll just call him Lee. I, I always slag Eamon Dunphy because I remember during the World Cup they were talking about South Korea. Him and Seunas were having an argument and uh, Dunphy said he's a great player and neither of them could remember his name. Just great player, yeah. <laughs> and I've just done it. You've just done <laughs> <it>. <laughs> But he didn't play all season, so yeah. that's my excuse. I, I think Stuart Holden's great as well. Holden, yeah, Holden's a great player as well. And it was only really when they got Ryu Miyachi that they looked... To Again, have a full team. another another player. I'm quite fond of incredibly fast. Great, yeah, and skill as well. And you can yeah. finish. He does that on Japanese Ronaldinho is what they call him. Well, the Muamba effect is on Bolton is is difficult to, to calculate. I thought it was going to galvanise them. It, 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 it seemed yeah, like it seemed, like it, seemed like it was, but uh, that's what I mean. It looked Blackburn, both Bolton and Blackburn looked like they had done enough, gained enough points, gained a big enough gap, but it seemed to kind of. I felt it uh, the Muamba. Um, tragedy kind of at the end of the season it took its toll on Bolton but then they were very lucky, unlucky on the last day of the season as well with yeah. the decisions at Stoke so I mean it's it's hard to know how it did affect them but over 38 games they went down because they weren't they yeah, weren't yeah, good enough, they weren't good enough. You, you and know, then after Cahill left they didn't really have any kind of e- exactly I mean you can only look at yourself um over 38 games I think yeah. they were counting on getting storage on loan as well and that was just never going to happen yeah, yeah they lost Elmander as well in the, in the summer yeah. so they, 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 they did lose big players and not really replace them and uh, QPR who stayed up just about I keep forgetting they stayed up I keep thinking yeah. they stayed um, what's the crack with them they just um, do you think they're going to push on now and be no, safe they've got money to spend that's for sure they've got money to spend so it could go either way but that, they had the money to spend last year and they had money True. to spend in January and they didn't spend it very well well, only really Cissé I think was a really good boy they're still stuck with Joey Barton yeah. who's yeah. 12 games you're not going to shift that no who would want to take him why would you want to take him he's on 80 grand a week as well there's just and you know it, it's a problem in the dressing room and I think until they cut ties with him they'll always feel I can't see him getting higher than 15th um, because he's always going to drag it it's one step forward and two steps back with that guy mm. he's the same kind of problem with Terrapt as well yeah know? But a great player in the championship, but he gets from the Premier League level. He only scored twice, I think, this year, didn't he? Yeah, he didn't score until like the last few weeks. Yeah, yeah, he scored yeah a, one was a free the, kick. The first one was against Tottenham from free kick. Yeah, I think. Um, and but I can see them getting rid of him to a French club. Yeah. Um, but it's Barton who will hold <laughs> who will you know hold mm. them down. Again, they're paying big wages for Zamora is on crazy money. He's not that good a player. No. Sean Roy Phillips isn't getting in the team. He's on huge money. Then you've got Anton Ferdinand isn't very good. It's yeah. just they they seem to waste money better than anybody. And they bring in guys like Cissé as well. They're just they're they're they're. Cissé scored every game he didn't get sent off. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but they're 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 purchasing policy. You know, there's a lot to be desired desired there. So, and what about teams that did stay up? We're looking at Villa, just about stayed up, but they're looking. They they obviously moved out McLeish, who nobody wanted at the club. No, apart yeah. from Lerner, who. Like, I don't even think McLeish wanted McLeish at the club, to be honest. <laughs> but McLeish went in there, I think, not knowing that it was the same thing, the same reasons why O'Neill left were still there. The money, there the money the, actually got less. But it's, um, you know, it, I can, I w- it would not shock me, depending on who they get in there, or manager, they get in there, it would not shock me if they were one of the three that went down. Yeah. Um, because, I'd, you know, 
they have a very weak central midfield, especially since um, Petrov has got sick. Mm. Um, well, they, they are light in their central midfield. They are trying to get in uh, Lambert too. As you know, he has a great eye for a bargain. He always bought players from lower leagues who were good enough yeah. to play. Like they, Wes Hillen became one of the best uh, passers in the league this season, yeah. size-wise, because they just brought him up and just gave him a chance. And Lambert seems to be able to pick out those players. True. But I think in relation to the relegation battle this year, I think what was, was great to see was the fact that Swansea and Norwich didn't really struggle at all this season. Okay, QPR did. But I think it's, it's testament to both those managers. and just It was interesting. It was fun to see teams who came straight up do well and play good football too. Well, that's the way it's been for the last few years. You got West Brom, Newcastle, Blackburn. You could argue Newcastle are a Premier League team even when they were in the Championship. Yeah, though. Same with West Ham, I think. I think if we want to have a West Ham. Well, yeah, but the, all the teams, if you play good football in the Championship, the teams seem to go down to the Championship to learn to play good football <laughs> and then come up and play it. And it's the teams who were trying to be defensive are going down. But Norwich and Swansea probably will struggle next season because yeah. they were all about the managers. And second year. season syndrome as well. Exactly. People will have figured them out. Like, what, what really, what's Swansea going to do when they don't have Sigurdsson to score? And Did they not get Sigurdsson back? Have they not I, just I think they're agreeing um, yeah. a record. But six, six million from Hoffenheim yeah. or something like that, six point eight. But that I still agree with on, you, though. That was based on the idea that Brendan Rodgers was going to be yeah, there. He true. would change his mind now. They could really just drop off. I would imagine that he. He had already torn down Liverpool. Maybe it's a money thing. Boy. They, yeah, he'd like he had said, okay, what's their transfer budget like? And they've gone. This is what I'm just picturing. They've gone. Well, all I, of his none. I think the Brendan Rodgers thing with Liverpool was more to do with. They kind of asked, could we talk to you as part of uh, our recruitment process? And he he said, out of respect to Swansea, I don't. I, if you want me to be your number one, come back to me. I don't want to be standing in line for this job. I can't preach loyalty to my players then. And so he said no. Uh, I think Liverpool have gone around and said, oh, we don't have as many good options as we thought we did. Uh, Mr. Rogers, would you... Captain <laughs> 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 Hand, yeah. Would you kindly mind managing this, please? But having said that, they're talking to Martinez. So no, Martinez staying, staying with Wigan. I know, but they... They, 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 they did brought speak him out to, to Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but for I, I think that's to do with um, transfer policy. They're, they will be bringing in a replacement for Camoli as technical director who will have big say on transfers. Martinez wasn't comfortable with that. Rogers, I think, is a little bit more comfortable with that. So I think I that's what I heard is the um And what about Wigan? Now that well Dave Whelan seems to be trying to get rid of Martinez, he shot the big him up too much. He sent him yeah. to he was Villa last year yeah. and this year he was Liverpool. He was Liverpool's best press officer over the last uh, three to four weeks. Where's where's what's gonna happen to Wigan if if he does move on, well, can they can they do a great escape a third time? I mean, that's two years in a row they've really pulled it out of the bag. Yeah, I mean, even last season they had cleverly in Zogby, and then this season they had nobody. If, yeah. if and Zogby actually, I think, coincidentally, was one of the flops of the season for Aston Villa. I thought he was absolutely useless. Useless well, is the that, word. That guy, I think, is a bad attitude. Yeah, so McLeish used to go, brought him up in in press conferences as just he's he's not committed enough to what's going on. Yeah. I remember he, he said he was going to leave Newcastle because Joe Kinnear mispronounced his name and he went, oh, I can never play for the club again. That's yeah. ridiculous. But I can see Wigan getting uh, losing. Like, Rodriguez has said he's going to leave. Yeah, his contract Victor Moses, up. I'd be surprised if someone doesn't try and sign him. I like Victor Moses. I think McCarthy's been one of the best yeah. in the Premiership. He's a good season. baller, yeah. So Wigan, um, Wigan reminded me a bit of uh, Coventry in the 90s when Strachan had them. They were always in the relegation, but the oh, last day of the season they get out of it yeah, pull something the but one season it didn't work and they went down and that could happen to Wigan yeah. next season and what about the teams coming up we're looking at Southampton they've played good football and they've got some really good players and they're going for Jay Rodriguez they they look like they could not make it any kind the of the Swans next year exactly like they could finish comfortably mid-table I reckon um, 
I mean, the youth system, obviously, if they can produce players like Bale, Walcott and Oxlade-Chamberlain on a fairly, you know, consistent, not consistent basis, but, you know, they produce these sort of players, yeah. I think they have every chance for sure. It's important to remember how, how bad Southampton were about five years ago. They were huge, huge debt as well. Bringing in rugby managers. Yeah, you yeah. know, and now look at them. Um, but I, I would worry for them, though, because I, I think, um, you know, they do have uh, in the fact that they've won the championship they you'd, you'd fancy them to have the best chance of staying up but I would give that to West Ham actually as, to be fair so would I uh, as the best chance of staying up but um, are West Ham going to invest in the squad because they struggled to even get it they nearly missed out on the playoffs for starters yeah, yeah. but to me they just or, or no they nearly missed, they nearly got second place and then yeah. wound up not getting by a few weeks missing out on it um, but Va- I think Vast Haley was a good boy for them yeah. he came in the, middle of last, in the middle of last season he was on so. a free last summer and nobody picked him up and Kevin Nolan's a Premier League player who's been playing the Championship yeah. I mean Kevin Nolan's quality in my opinion um, so Championship's one of the most um, competitive leagues there is yep. and, you know and player, it's a different type of football to the Premier League I still think they're lacking a, a striker striker like Vast is kind of a good second striker yeah I think Carlton Cole Carl- well, Carlton Cole but I, they, they do, they do need another figure yeah. to go in there but, but you know they will they will invest um, you can expect that um, I don't think they will I think that's why they went down in the first place is they didn't want to back Zola with big money yeah like they were signing Ravel Morrison Vaz Day was <laughs> half a million mm. Ravel Morrison is <laughs> a, li- a liability <laughs> yes he is and I think Reading is well going to go straight back down Reading could struggle it's nice seeing Hart back though it'll be good yeah, 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 he'll sure get a few goals if he were watching Plus, sure for, uh, Brian um, McDermott um, big time for him I heard an interview with him recently and he said um, one of his personal goals in management is to manage the Republic of Ireland. That's what, where he wants to be because both his parents are Irish and he played underage for England, football for England. And those are in the days where once you played underage you couldn't, yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't switch. And he said he always, one thing he always regretted was playing for England. That's cool. um, so um, they're, they're my second team next season. I want Reading really to, yeah. to do a... One player who impressed me very briefly is... Uh, Paul Ince's son, his first name is Gates. Thomas Ince. Yeah, he, he's impressed me. I've kept an eye on him. But if I had the season, I'd be surprised if he doesn't move up. Yeah, him Premier and, uh, what's his name, Phillips as well, Matt Phillips. Yeah. Great play, play on the wings. Be surprised. Okay, so we're out of time. Uh, so we'll just leave you there. That flew, boy. We're in the process of setting up social medias and websites and all that malarkey where you'll be able to get in touch and join the conversation. In the meantime, we'll have another preview for you next week where we'll look ahead to the European Championships and you'll be able to find out wherever you found this. So it's goodbye from everyone here and we'll talk to you then.